Merkel Media. I mean, all of that, like ancient history, all comes into play. I mean, we all know Christopher Columbus and freaking found America. Like, what's what? The deal? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> right? This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves, he's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face, they basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. And if you want more shows on a weekly basis, every Thursday we drop a bonus show for members only on the website and the Castos app. And you can get access to that by becoming a member at theconfessionalspodcast.com slash join or hit the join button in the top right hand corner. Through doing that, you'll get access to those shows. The Tuesday shows for you on the Castos app will be ad free and you'll get access to all the overtime segments we do sometimes on the Tuesday show. So on Tuesdays, sometimes we come out with a hour, hour and a half show and then we have another hour, hour and a half conversation in the overtime. Members get access to that as well. Lots of cool stuff waiting for you as a member. If you so choose. So go ahead and check it out, theconfessionalspodcast.com slash join or hit that join button in the top right hand corner. All right, friends. Also, I talked about it last week. Let's talk about it this week. Go to Instagram, follow the confessionals. You can follow me personally at Tony Merkel Official. I think that's what it's called. Just look it up, Tony Merkel, but I think it's called Tony Merkel Official is my handle. And also follow Legion of Legends on Instagram. And speaking of Legion of Legends, I'm going to be talking to the guy who's producing the whole documentary today, and we'll be discussing when we can drop it when the dates are coming so a lot of that stuff is coming right around the corner i think our official trailer is gonna be dropping within a week or so a lot of exciting stuff on that front because we actually have a lot of things lined up of places that we're going to go to investigate next i'm not going to tell you any details but i'm telling you right now every single one of you listening to me right now is going to absolutely love the places we're planning on trying to visit some of it we're not sure if we can get in 
legally and some of the places we know we can get in. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I know you're going to love it. So check us out on Instagram, Legion of Legends. My friends, we have Shira Rejoice coming on today. That's a different name, right? Well, she changed her name legally after the experience she had where she was abducted. They took her eggs and they created hybrid babies. And she talks about it all on today's show. So let's get to Shira right now. All right. Today we got Shira on the show. Shira, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing fine. So uh, to let the audience know kind of how this came together and stuff, uh, you have no idea who I am. And <laughs> it's, one of yeah. the, it's one of the rare things. Uh, you know, so, so many times, I mean, most of the time when people contact me for the show uh, or people do contact me for the show, I really don't reach out to a ton of people because we have so many people coming coming to us in the inbox. Uh, and one of my friends that goes back to, you know, uh, it's probably in college or just married. I mean, we're talking like 20 years ago. Uh, he started following the show. He was on like episode 14 or something like that. Uh, Cody. And he texts me your TikTok video. And he's like, dude, you got to get this lady on. And I was like, haven't heard from you in a while, Cody. How you doing? You know? <laughs> and uh, so I, I checked your TikTok out. It was the one that went viral, has like 8 million views and stuff. And I was like, well, yeah. she could dance good, you know? And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then uh, I, I saw that you had the uh, your alien abduction videos, a series above that. And so I checked it out. I was like, cool, let's do it. And so I reached out to you and you said you'd come on. And uh, just for all the podcasters out there that listen to my show, all you all you guys, I know you're out there listening. She chose me to come on. She chose my show to come on over yours. I'm just saying, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking beforehand and you said that you, you've actually been reached out to by a lot of podcasters, which is, um, you know, I guess it's expected when you have a viral video and stuff. Um, yeah. Well, let me ask you before we get into some of the other stuff. Uh, what was it like to have a viral video go like that on TikTok? Because I'm assuming that was probably your ver- first viral video. Um, like for that, that viral. Yes. I had a couple other ones, but they weren't in the millions. Okay. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. So like my experience with that was definitely, I feel like a lot different than what I'd expect um from it you know i just believe that my t- my personal tiktok was put on the wrong side of tiktok <laughs> and it was just like i mean a, it was kind of like a spiraling moment for me for sure lots of like questioning myself and questioning reality and all of that you know was coming into play for me and um yeah, like now I'm just like living my life. <laughs> and uh I mean, I'm still going through the process of it because it was very, you know, disheartening for me to see all the horrible things people were saying to me. Um, but I'm slowly but surely pulling myself out of that kind of dark hole right now and just, you know, going with the flow at this point cuz it was pretty it was pretty intense it was a pretty intense thing to happen and 
Um, I was very intrigued by it, but also kind of like in my shell about it too. So, you know, I I think when you, when you post something like that, you know, as a content creator, you post things and you, I've never had anything go viral, uh, in the millions like that. Um, I had one show, I think 2019, it was episode 122, uh, that went viral in the sense of downloads where I had like a hundred, like almost a hundred thousand downloads in a week. And, and like wow. by, by far the biggest show I've ever done. Uh, but like you don't post things thinking this is going viral, you know? Yeah. So like you don't have that mental preparation going into something like that. And then it goes viral and you have the people coming on that, you know, yeah, there's people that, that love it, that, you know, love you or whatever, but then there's the people who hate it and, you know, don't believe you and they're nasty about it. And that that's something that I think anybody who creates content has to come across at some point on some level. And uh, years ago, I heard, uh, I know you said you, you love Joe Rogan. I heard Joe Rogan talking about this years ago uh, in the sense that he just posts stuff on his social media and he walks away from it. Now, granted, he can do that, you know, uh, like he he's... He doesn't need to read the comments. He doesn't need to engage his audience because he's Joe Rogan, you know? Uh, Yeah. But it it did kind of awaken this thing in me where I was like, I don't need to hawk my comments all the time and expose myself to the negativity that's in there all the time. And uh, and over time, I I started doing things strategically. uh, And one of the things for me was to separate myself from Facebook because it, it, it got to be really of all my social medias, Facebook got to be really toxic. And, mm. and in the sense that, um, the, the negative one, two, three liners that I was getting hit with a day, uh, were sticking in my head to the point where I was like ready to quit the show. I was like, if people don't like me, then why am I doing this? And then it kind of, you wake up out of that and you're like, wait a second. There's a lot of people that like me. It's just, these people are the loudest, like the, 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 the normal people who, you know, are saying they, they, they don't go running to you just to say, I love you. But the ones that have maybe some, a few screws loose upstairs, they're the ones that like, for some reason, think it's a great use of their time to just come at somebody who they've never met before in their life, complete stranger and say how much they hate you. It's like, that, yeah. that's not normal, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I, I can imagine what it's like having, you know, 8 million views on a video and reading those comment sections. Did you have to turn that off eventually? It's just like, I- I'm done. With I this. ended up turning it off like a week ago I was that's it you know, tr- yeah like a week ago um I mean I posted it I think uh, about a month ago now maybe okay um but I I was just tired of like getting notifications like consistent notifications and it's just tons of comments 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 and most of them are very negative really and, um, okay yeah, most of them are like, I mean, there are lots of people who are agreeing with me, who are, who see me and who have had very similar experiences, but uh, you're so right. Like I had to like, just turn them off and just go about my day because I was just sitting there like reading all of them, you know, because yeah. that's never happened to me before. So here I am reading everything, allowing that negative energy to kind of like disrupt my org field and allow me to like, I literally stopped exercising like for that whole three weeks. I stopped meditating. I stopped doing 
personal things for me. And I was just glued to my phone. And then, you know, like that's when I just really realized that I, I was really letting this affect me on not only an emotional level, but like a spiritual level and energetic level, even a physical level, like even talking about it, like I could feel that kind of, I mean, it's kind of traumatic in a way I could kind of feel that in my body, um, by just like shaking a little bit, just talking about it. Cause I was so ingrained into it. And I think like, you're so right about like, you know, Joe Rogan, he can, he can do that all he wants because he's yeah. experienced it. You know, like for me, this is my first time experiencing it. Here I am doing exactly what he's saying not to do, but now I'm learning to just not pay attention at all because of my experience with, with it. So yeah. it like all comes together in that way, if that makes sense. For sure. And, and so, I mean, so one of the things that I learned to do and, and, we're, we're going to get to your story here. I just want the people to kind of hear the kind of background of how this all kind of affects people on a personal level as, you know, two yeah. content creators here. Uh, one thing that I learned is that um, I, cause I'm a personable person in the sense that I like engaging with people who like me, but I don't like engaging with people who don't like me. And I have a very short fuse for that too. Maybe I should try meditation. Uh, but like I'm an East coast guy. So it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> uh, but like, it's one of those things where, in order to, to, to engage with the people who in the comment sections who are just nothing but love and stuff, you have, you're going to come across the, 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 the idiots. And in those moments, it, it was very hard for me to, to just ignore it, especially when they're, they're saying something that just is, is wrong. Like I'm, I'm fine if you don't like the show, but if, if you don't like the show and you're saying something that's just not true, like, like mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I take offense to it because it's like, if you, if you spend five years and that's how long I've been building the show. If you spend five years building a house from the ground up, you laid the foundation, everything, and it's finally done. And then you invite everybody in the neighborhood, all your new neighbors into the house for a barbecue. And then and one guy comes in and he's like, this place sucks. And you didn't, you didn't do this over here at all. Right. And, th- and it's like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, you're in my house, get out, mm-hmm. you know? And second of all, you're wrong because I know what I did here and, and, and you, you're going to argue about it and stuff. And it's just like, it, it's not, it's not worth the time. And so what I started doing is I've, I've been, I'm getting really good at just blocking people. And like, if you irritate me, I, I block you. And a couple of times people are like, why'd you block me? I'm like, cause you irritated me. And they're like, I didn't mean it like that. I was like, oh, I'll unblock you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but like, it's hard sometimes when you're reading in the, just the text, you don't hear the tone of the voice. You don't hear the sarcasm or whatever like that. And I just, I was just like, I just got to the point where if you don't like me, then I'm going to escort you out of my house. And and that's just the way I do it. Um, and yes. so uh, anyways, let me talk to you about another thing here before we get into your experience. Uh, and mm. that is your name. Now, uh, mm-hmm. you, you in the one video that I was watching, you had said that you are you, you're in the process of changing your name. And this is actually a re- recent new development for you in your life. What this year you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so why the name change? What's the whole point behind it? Oh man. Um, ever since that experience, um, that I had, it was about like, I, I want to say because it's almost 2022, I, like four years ago now, but ever since that happened to me, I like became a completely different person. Like 
on every level you can even imagine. And going by my original name, which was Bailey Heath, it just wasn't cutting it for me anymore. Like that wasn't who I was. I didn't feel connected to that name anymore. I felt like I felt like I wanted to change my name to Shira for like probably about three years until I actually did it. Um, but I was always afraid of the backlash I would get for that too, because you know, all your hometown folks know you as yeah. Bailey, but now you're Shira, like now she's the crazy girl or whatever, you know. <laughs> so and I've already was the crazy girl growing up. So um I, didn't, I mean I didn't realize that you're changing your entire name. I, I, oh, yeah. So, so everything's changed. Everything, everything. So my middle name, so my full name was Bailey Aaron Heath before I changed it to Shira Lumira Rejoice. And it all just kind of came together for me, like in bits and pieces. Like Lumira, I have no idea where that came from. The rejoice part i'm like super into being joyful and happy and always like enthusiastic and all of that kind of stuff so it was like yes i'm gonna have that as my last name Hira is like connected to shira if you know what i'm talking about no. um the goddess of power or whatever okay. not the goddess of power the princess of power um i was literally watching an anime show in like this show called she-ra um which has been since back in like the 80s oh yeah the cartoon yeah the cartoon yeah well they they came out with a new anime series and her like in the life she had like just it really resonated with me and who i was and so i took my original name bailey it had two e's at the end and i put it as she-ra but with two e's instead of like she-ra you know yeah. So just to kind of make it my own, if that makes sense. I mean, that sounds crazy, but like, that's just what I like felt in my heart and my intuition that that was right for me. And then when I decided to officially change my name, I was seeing um, a like a very like psychic spiritual counselor and she was doing a um, little check on me. I forgot exactly what it was called, but she was my fingers were like, um, my pointer finger and my thumb were together and she had her fingers in between them. And she was asking me like questions because she's trying to get rid of old belief systems that are ingrained in my body. And, you know, she was asking me like, water is blue. And like my fingers came out and it was yes. So in my belief systems, I believe it's blue, but it's actually clear, you know, and so she started asking more and more questions until she got to the point where she asked me, my name is Bailey. And then she did it and it wouldn't open. It was no. She's like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I'm like, I knew it. Like, I <laughs> knew my name wasn't Bailey. Like this whole time I knew it. And it just all came like trickling down. And like from there on, which was like in March earlier this year, like I was telling you, um, I decided I to it changed to Shira and we asked, is my name Shira? And it was yes. So I just felt like it was a calling for me to change my name and go about my life in a completely different way than I used to and just change everything. So yeah, that's so, about what I can say. 
what what do your family members say about it? Like, do, do your parents care or anything like that? I mean, uh, um, they're actually pretty supportive of it. Like, they're they're it's hard for them, you know, because they they knew me as Bailey. Like my dad, he'll always be like Bailey Shira, Bailey Shira, like yeah. always like correcting himself, correcting himself. So they're they're trying. I, I call my daughter my son half the time, so it'd be awful for me. I'd be like, <laughs> like <laughs> literally, yeah, yeah. I mean, my daughter's name is Gemma, my son's name is Ben, and when I'm looking at her, I'm like, Ben, I'm, uh, Gemma. <laughs> you know, it's just I can't. Yeah, daddy doesn't <laughs> think too good. Um, yeah. Now, I, I've had friends actually who changed their names in childhood. I actually had this one girl that lived in my neighborhood who went from Amber to Brittany, uh, mm-hmm. and it was like a it was a deal that she made. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, she, her, her, her mom married a guy who wanted to adopt her. And she's like, only if I can change my first name too. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Uh, but, uh, then, but then there's other people who, uh, do the name changing for, uh, personal reasons. Like, um, just recently the one NBA player, uh, Ennis Cantor, uh, changed his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom. So his last name is now Freedom. He plays for the Boston Celtics, and uh, he's really upsetting people like LeBron James with things that he's saying, which I I like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> LeBron, go go away. So <laughs> yeah, literally, I can't. Drives stand me nuts. That but th- but then there's like uh, you know uh, back in the day, Ron Artest changed his name to Meta World Peace, and mm-hmm. always thought that was funny because he was known for fighting in in Detroit, the fans and punching fans in the face and stuff. It's <laughs> you know quite a quite a tune change there, Ron or Meta. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's something that I think more often than not, people are doing on a very deep, personal, motivated reason, and that seems like what it is for you as well. Okay, let's talk about our first sponsor today, which is Start Mail. I talked to you about them a few weeks ago. Uh, I was feeling under the weather. I was just coming up over COVID, and I didn't sound enthusiastic, but I did give you the information, and I want to give it to you today with a little bit more punch because I got my punch back. You see, Start Mail is a very private individual email service. Now, Start Mail is not in the United States. They're not located in the United States, which means they are not covered by the Patriot Act. They are in the Netherlands, which actually is a great location for companies that are focused on privacy. So uh, that's something that you really need to keep in mind when you're thinking about email servers and email companies. Where are they located? Because they actually have to listen to the laws in those countries. And here in this country, they got the Patriot Act, and that's a real problem for privacy but not in the Netherlands. And if you are somebody who doesn't really understand everything, let me just break it down to you. You can choose whether you want to believe me or not. But the fact is Gmail, Yahoo, these free email companies, they do spy on you. They sell your data. And so if you are somebody who thinks, well, it's a free account, the problem is it's not free. You're the product and you are paying for it through your data and information. So if you want more privacy when it comes to your emails, where you can actually send an email knowing that nobody else is going to look at it, with Startmail, you actually can encrypt the email. And on top of that, you have an unlimited amount of anonymous aliases that you can use. So you can just continue to make sure that the privacy is top-notch when you are going and sending your emails. And on top of that, 
you heard about Parler and how they were taken down off of pretty much the entire internet. Well, that's because they didn't own their own servers. They ran their servers through Amazon, so Amazon could cut them off. The great thing about Startmail is that they own their own servers. Listen, friends, I checked out Startmail. I'm using their servers. I'm using their platform. And it's just absolutely great. If you are somebody that's used to using Gmail or Yahoo, it will be a seamless transition for you. It's set up very similarly, so you're not going to have a problem navigating around. And when you are making your email, the great thing about this is it's so simple to view. You can change the text, but on the right-hand side, you can actually add the encryption. And it's just a toggle switch. You just toggle it over, encrypt It's so simple to use. And right now, you should start securing your email privacy with Startmail. Sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash confessionals. That's startmail with a T, start, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash confessionals for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash confessionals. That's a great deal, friends. And trust me, you are the product. So if you're not paying for your email, it's because you're paying with your data and information. You don't want that out there. Go get your email secured today. Now, in 2018, you had yes. uh, what in in your TikTok. Now, feel free to you don't you're not on a time limit here like TikTok. So feel free to expound on things. Uh, but in the TikTok, you mentioned about. I think you said something like your theoretical abduction or something like that in the sense that like uh, it seemed like to me you were hesitant to call it an abduction because maybe you were trying to kind of piece it together. So just uh, walk us into this experience. In 2018, something happens to you. Where were you? What was going on? And and tell us what happened. Okay. So 2018, the Bailey, the person I was before, um, I was in college. Um, I was an addict as well, like addicted to smoking, not cigarettes, but like jewels at the time. Cause that was the thing, the thing to do, um, and drinking and just being in the party scene and being kind of like a regular, typical socially constructed human being in society. Um, and always questioning who I was and like, what am I doing here on this planet? Like that's always been a thing for me my throughout my entire life. But um, when I was like coming home one day and it was just like a regular day and, but like the, the energy was a little bit weird from just what I was feeling in general that day, because I can remember that day, like so vividly. Um, so I just got to the point where I decided that I'm going to take a nap, you know, and just like let myself loose and free. Cause at that point I was like feeling like I'm going to drop out of college, you know, not do what I want to do with my life, what I want to do quotation marks. Cause it's not really what I wanted to do, but, um, I decided that I was just going to take a nap and I was laying face up and a lot of folks think that I was on drugs or something when this happened. And it, I wasn't, um, I was actually completely sober that day. And, um, I was taking the nap. Then I guess what, what had happened was an instant, like, which folks are saying the whole sleep paralysis thing, they believe that it could be that, which 
whatever, whatever they want to believe. But I came into this space of like being frozen, completely frozen. Like I couldn't move at all. And, um, I was just feeling like I couldn't like really grasp reality either. And then out of nowhere, my door like just flings open and this figure, it was like a holographic shadow figure person. And it was like gray. It didn't have a face like it. It didn't have like, like it had the arms and legs, but it didn't have fingers or like toes or anything. It was literally like a, a silhouette or something, I guess you could say. And, um, it was very, you know, it, it all happened so fast. So I'm like trying to really grasp what happened. Um, but it's, it came to me, but then my mind for some reason was telling me, just let them take you, just let them take you, just let them take you over and over and over and over again. I don't even know if that's my, was my thoughts telling me to do that. I have no idea, but it was an over and over and over again. And then the being, it took me and I instantly like jolted. So I'm in the same condo that this happened in still to this day. Um, I came from the couch, which is over there to right where I'm at actually right now. And I was laying like in a supine position, but I was levitating and I was feeling what it felt like to legitimately levitate. And it was a very blissful experience. Like it wasn't scary. It wasn't like insane or like I got taken into a ship. I think that's why I'm saying abduction because I'm not, I wasn't necessarily abducted, but I was taken in a sense that I don't know if I astral traveled. I don't know if I like, if it was actually like here in this space, like, but it was here from what I remember. And, um, I was, when they took me, I was laying in the supine position. My legs were like downward. So it was kind of like something was like carrying me like this and like upward. Um, and I just see like the being is like, my legs are open and it's doing something to me, but I don't know what it's doing. And like, my body is moving in this like, very, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, like I just felt tingly. Everything was tingly, like everything. And it wasn't hurting me. It was actually very joyful and very pleasant. But I remember in my mind, I was telling myself that I'm always going to remember this. I'm always going to remember this. I'm always going to remember this over and over and over and over again, because I didn't want to forget what was going on because it was very insane in a sense that it wasn't insane because it was very interesting. Um, but yeah. And then I was the they just took like, this all happened within like, I'm not even kidding, probably within like a minute or two. Like it wasn't like I was taken for five days or abducted for a year and came back to the planet. Like it was more so like they came, they took what they needed from me and then they left. 
And when I was laying there, I was floating around after they left still, like still floating and just kind of like looking around the house, like, whoa, this is really cool, you know? And then all of a sudden I woke up and like, I'm on the couch still. So I don't know, like if it was an out-of-body experience, I don't know. But for me personally, like it was very real and it was very much like ingrained in my like body and remembering of everything that happened and just being able to clearly see it and visualize it exactly how it was. And it just, it was very interesting. So like that was my experience. Um, and I mean, if I could go into more detail, I really could, but, or I, but it's like, I can't because it, it was only like within one minute or two. And like, that's primarily the things that I really ex- remember from it. If that makes sense. Like, so, yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, the point of like calling it an alien abduction is just the easy way for folks to understand if that makes sense. Cause obviously I wanted to get my story out there because I was tired of holding it in. I did not expect that it would go this viral on any platform at all. Um, but yeah, ever since then my whole life changed and I looked at the world completely different with completely different eyes. Um, everything around me was like almost fake in a way, if that makes sense. Um, and slowly, but surely I've gotten out of that concept of reality. Like I obviously still believe it in that sense, but it doesn't engulf who I am anymore. I was in isolation for probably two years after that happened to me. Um, I was, my whole body started to heat, like heal itself, but it started to come out through like cystic acne. And I really, really started to like go deep within who I was. And I started learning about like astrology and like stuff that's unknown and like um, just a bunch of Oracle stuff. And it, it all made sense to me. And so um, I dropped out of college, obviously. So (laughs) there's that, but, but yeah, that's like, I mean, I, I, the way I put it on TikTok was very much exactly what happened to me and um, the way I went about it. It's very, it's very much the same way. And there's nothing really more or less that I could say, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, yeah. first of all, I would say good for you, uh, dropping out of college. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think, right? I think so many people, wa- I wasted, I wasted more, more than four years of college and I didn't even get a degree and I went right. <laughs> and, and look at me now. So, look at you. uh, no, but, and, and, and I, I totally understand, uh, how you feel about the idea that, you know, it's like a two minute experience and this is what you remember. Um, now let's backtrack here to the sleep paralysis idea. Now you said sleep paralysis, if you want to call it that, I'm assuming you heard people calling it that in the comment section or whatever. Do you feel like it was sleep paralysis and do you understand? No. All right. So do, do you understand? And, and, and I, I, this is not insulting at all. I'm just asking because I don't know. Uh, do you understand that 
there's a sleep paralysis that the science world acknowledges is real. And then there's the sleep paralysis of the paranormal that people have experiences with legit entities during sleep paralysis. I did not know that there was a difference there, yeah. but from I think what? I, I, well, I, I just want to say, I, I think that there's a difference in the sense of experience. So mm-hmm. science it says, yes, sleep paralysis is real. I have a family member who has sleep paralysis, nothing, never seen anything crazy. But we've had a lot of people on the show saying their experiences started with being paralyzed in their bed. And uh, mm-hmm. and so it, it just I'm just saying, like, well, at least for me and on my show, what I when I talk about this stuff, like I typically I'm very comfortable calling things sleep paralysis and then having paranormal experiences follow that sleep paralysis. Uh, but go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I like <laughs> it's so hard for me to just call it sleep paralysis because my entire life changed. So that's why it's like hard for me to, to take these concepts of science, which science is great, you know, but I think a lot of folks take sleep paralysis and they just label it that way because they can't challenge their minds to think outward of themselves and their own concepts of reality or their perceptions of how life should be. And they just label people, label, 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 like, Oh, it was this. Oh, it was that. Oh, it was this. And, um, so that was like my hard time with, with it being like called sleep paralysis or people saying I'm schizophrenic or, you know, uh, claiming I'm mentally ill, um, stuff like that. And really it's, um, for me was very real. So it, yeah, essentially it could be what you're talking about, the sleep paralysis and entities come and this and that and all of that. But I just, I don't know why, like why my eggs would have been taken or that's something, that's something you, you forgot to mention when you were telling your story too, I was going to bring up. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, at, at that time I did not know what they were doing to me. Sure. So everything that they were doing to me, I found out later on, eventually down the road. So literally, literally this year in July, um, I, so I work as a massage therapist and I work, um, in a neuromodulatory center and this shaman man came and he instantly, it was like, instantly like I knew him, like we started talking to each other and he, he actually has a daughter that was born on the same day as me, but was, um, uh, she was a year before me and it just all connected there. But as soon as I like put my hands on him, he was like, you have three hybrid babies. And I was like, what, you know, like, I don't know what he's talking about. And he's like, yeah, you have three hybrid babies in three of your eggs were taken. And I was like, from there, I was like, Oh my God, like this all makes sense. Now everything makes sense. Like putting the pieces together and like with me getting, um, I got an ultrasound earlier that year because I wanted to see if I had PCOS or if I had like endometriosis or something like that because of my cystic acne And just in general, I wanted to see if I was fertile, like every woman does. I have a fiance now, like, you know, we want to have children and I wanted to go about 
like seeing what I can do. And, you know, the ultrasound came back negative. Um, so I didn't have any of that, but I had thick adhesions on my left ovary. And, um, so scarring is what they would say it is. And she said it was scarring. And I'm like, and she didn't tell me why I had the scarring or anything either. But when I was getting the ultrasound, the woman had asked me if I had ever had my eggs removed. And I was like, no. And that was the end of that conversation. But it all came into play when the, the shaman told me later in this year that I had three eggs taken and I have three hybrid children. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's why that tech or whatever asked me if I ever had my eggs removed. And then the scarring and then all of it just came into play for me. So, um, but since, since then, I actually recently had talked and talked to my um, OBGYN over the phone she completely believes me. Um, she's actually said that she's heard like similar stories to mine. So she's come across other women that have, your OBG. Really? Yes. Yes. So she's come across other women that have had experiences kind of similar to mine. And um, she doesn't believe I'm delusional, nothing like that. But she says, I can't claim that my scarring is proof or anything like that, because, you know, it could be from a ruptured cyst or what she was saying was you can have, um, an STD that you never knew of and it could scar you or something like that. But she was just saying that I can't claim that it was proof, but that she believes me because she, other women have told her similar things in, um, and no, not like tons of women, but she was saying like a few other women have said similar things to her. So. so that makes me, first of all, if we have an OBGYN that listens to the show, please contact me if you've heard this stuff too, because it makes me wonder, is this something that happens fairly regular, regular to women that, and they, they go to their doctors and they're like, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. And then over time, the doctor's like, you know what? I don't think you're crazy. Just like with my show, I mean, I've heard so many people share stories and it's just like, listen, I'm the last person to call somebody crazy. I've heard a lot of crazy stuff in this world. The world is bananas. Um, mm -hmm. Now, but it also makes me wonder if this is a regional thing. Uh, mm -hmm. You being in Arizona, is there something going on in Arizona that, you know, so I, I'd be interested if there's other doctors around your doctor that have heard similar claims. Uh, it, that's very interesting. That, that's something that 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 I, I I'm not going to explore more because I'm not going to call, call lady doctors and say, "Hey, yeah,", yeah. <laughs> and be like, "Hey, <laughs> are you getting weird reports from your patients about you know their eggs being yeah, removed yeah. by interdimensional beings?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I, like I don't mind being called crazy, but I don't want to walk into that situation either. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, you know, it, it, that's that's very interesting, and uh, it, it, along the lines of what happened to you. So, do you? So let, let, let's just put the abduction in you know quotations. Quotations. It's just like yeah, yeah, sure. The abduction. Um, you weren't taken anywhere, as far as you can remember. You were taken, no. you know, across the room, maybe or something like that. But you weren't taken out of out of there. And uh, the the being that you saw to begin this whole thing is the one that was removing the eggs, right? 
Yes. So yes. So when you said that you were almost like you're you're being carried across the room, uh, if that's true, then there will be at least two entities. You just didn't see the other one. Yeah, I believe there is more than one. Yeah, because okay. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm trying, like trying to go back into it. I just remember that one, just primary like one that was like coming straight for me, and it was like instant taken and boom and then done but that could be a very like it could be that some another one was t- holding me up or something and i just didn't see but there, there's also there's also this concept that we we often naturally gravitate away which is we don't understand nearly as much as we'd like to understand about how all this stuff works so is yeah. it is it that it was just one entity being able to do things that we just can't comprehend as far as being able to move you towards it and things like that? Very possible. This whole thing is so far out there in the sense that this this shouldn't be normal. This shouldn't be something that should, is possible, but yet it happens. So we, we got to stop trying to define things within our own understanding to begin with. Uh, mm-hmm. And so maybe it was just one entity. Maybe there was three, four, who knows? Uh, it, it, it's just... We got to remain open-minded with this stuff. And that, that takes me back to the sleep paralysis. So we, we look at sleep paralysis one way scientifically. Uh, yeah. But when we described, when we described sleep paralysis with uh, a paranormal experience, we tend to call it sleep paralysis because that's how we don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. Maybe these entities are bringing on the paralyzation that it's not sleep paralysis. Like uh, uh, from our scientific definition, it's not. It, it they, And maybe if you're talking to the entity, it's like, yeah, I understand. It looks like sleep paralysis, but what I'm doing is not sleep paralysis. You know what I mean? It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's very interesting to, to think about how um, what we perceive as reality uh, isn't the case. And then when you go down that, that road of, okay, so what is reality that, that hole just keeps going down. I mean, it, it, it's a never ending hole. Uh, mm-hmm. and so the, these eggs are, are, are removed from you and, and you, you firmly believe that, right? Yes. Yes. My intuition tells me that for like, it all clicked. It all made sense. It all like, I never knew what they were doing to me before. And here I am now with this new understanding of it, but in my intuition, yes, I do believe that it is true. Okay. Uh, and, and that's, that's, that's fine. I mean, like I said to you before we were recording it, maybe I said it before on the recording, like it, it's all perspective, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, the, the audience, it's, it's the audience's job to walk away from these conversations and ask themselves, what do I believe? What am I willing to swallow today? You know? Yeah. Um, but Back to this idea of the three eggs being taken, right? And you mm-hmm. having three hybrid children. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you experienced with that entity and what you saw, do you get the sense that this is an extraterrestrial or more interdimensional? I don't know. Like, oh, you got to know. You have to know. You have to bring the answers. I, <laughs> I mean, this is a thing. Like, at this point in my mind, like, there's so many different ideas or concepts that could plague my mind. But like what really sticks out for me is like, and what I feel like I would go with more is um, 
a lot of folks are saying that it's the grays. I don't know if you've ever heard of, course, of yeah. those people. Um, they're extraterrestrial, you know, but maybe they're living interdimensionally. Who knows? Like, there's so many things I could say. Some people are like, it's the government. Like, they're, <laughs> they're taking your eggs. Like, who knows what they're, they're harvesting your organs or yeah. whatever. And I mean, who knows? That could be true too, but I really don't believe it. it like, it and it may be in an alternate reality that's true, but in my reality, I I believe it was me being taken by extraterrestrial beings. Specifically, they could have been gray. Like, well, they are gray, but they could have been the grays. Um, but I wouldn't know like you can't just go up to people and be like, Hey, do you know what the grays look like? So I can know if they took me or if that was something you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah so so that's resonated most with with me um in what had happened Okay, and for our last sponsor today, we got HelloFresh. Listen, we talk about HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. Let me just read you the intro here on my copy sheet because I don't do that very many times, but I I just kind of like freestyling it. But let me just read this to you here. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Listen, friends, I like having fun with HelloFresh. I absolutely love them. And I know many of you love them too, because they offer such great deals. And I absolutely love the deals. But more than what I love with the deals is the actual food. It tastes delicious, friends. If you want something that tastes like it came out of a five-star restaurant in your home, this is what you want. You want the HelloFresh food because it's literally fresh farm ingredients that are delivered right to your door. It tastes delicious. And the great thing about it as well, it is cheaper than going to a restaurant and ordering the same quality of food. So I'm not saying if you go and order off the dollar menu at McDonald's, it's going to be cheaper. What I'm saying is if you go to a restaurant and order that food at a restaurant of the same quality, you're going to save 72% of the cost. And on top of that, just by using HelloFresh, you'll average about $65 a month saving on your grocery bill. And here's another thing that they just came out with. I absolutely love the idea of it. It's actually probably something that was overdue and they knew it. And so they came out with it and they even gave it a special fancy name. They are offering Hello Custom. That's what they're calling it. It's customizing your favorite dishes through Hello Custom. It's a great way to swap out one protein or side for another, or even adding protein to a veggie meal. That means more choices, more variety, and more meals tailored to you. Friends, we talk talk about it all the time. I love HelloFresh. I know many of you love HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Confessional16. Yeah, baby. And use code Confessional16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Listen, we're in February, Valentine's Day. They're giving gifts when you give gifts to your loved one. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Confessional16 and use code Confessional16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. They're giving you free meals. That's like a gift in itself. And then on top of that, they're like, that's not a gift to us though. So let's give them three free gifts plus their free meals. It's a great deal. And you guys should take advantage of it. If you have not already right now, go to hellofresh.com slash confessional 16.
Uh, I, I would say that it has been theorized very minimally uh, in the sense of I, I think we could go you could go down a very dark hole with this conversation. But uh, on the mm-hmm. surface, at the very, very bare minimum, people have theorized that our government works with extraterrestrial and and there's a whole thing with that. I mean, mm-hmm. like if you ever if you ever want to look into it. People, there are a lot of people out there that claim that they're abducted. They're put into a secret space work program, and when they're brought back, they're brought back in time of when they were taken, and they're gone for years at a time. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's very, it's very fascinating. Uh, but I, I would say that the idea of grays in the sense of extraterrestrial. Uh, I'm not saying it's not possible, but I am saying for me personally, hearing your story and what you described, uh, that seemed like something that was more, um, uh, I, I want to say interdimensional, but that's not the right word. Uh, maybe even spiritual in the sense that like, like it, it didn't seem like this thing need, like, do you, do you get the sense that it needed to eat and the thing that you saw needed to have food and, and air and, and things like that? No. No, right. it didn't need to have any of that. And and so I, I'm throwing this out there to you. This might be a new concept. It, it, it's certainly a concept that is really striking me as of recently. I, not long ago, I've come across a story that has blown my brains out. It, it, it's, it's insane. And I'm working on this whole thing. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's that hard of a concept to fathom with the things that I, I've been coming to understand that one, I know that there are parallel universes that operate around us. We know that uh, from the goofy guy with the podcast that theorizes about the stuff to the scientists that are leading scientists in the world today saying that they do dabble in parallel universes. Um, mm-hmm. We know that there is, I don't know if you've ever heard of CERN, but uh, CERN is a, yeah. It, all right. So the, the things that they're doing there is is dabbling with parallel universes. Yeah. And so, what is in the parallel universe? And mm-hmm. and clearly, it seems to me that whatever's there has the ability to access us more than we can access it. And mm-hmm. and I and with the, some of the things that I've been hearing, I don't think that it's just a spiritual realm. And and mm-hmm. it, it, I know it's. I don't know if I've ever said this on my show before yet. I, I, I know it's hard for people to understand and to swallow, but because we want to believe that these paranormal experiences are are literally more on a paranormal spiritual realm than than a physical. Like, but I mm-hmm. think it's both, and I think yeah. that these entities that we want we want to call entities that are coming through these portals or whatever however they're accessing our time and space uh we want to believe is is more on a spiritual level that they can just disappear and they're gone and that's true but i think that there's a physical aspect here so when you're telling me that uh the shaman says that you have three hybrid babies that Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense to me uh and, and and in the future I really hope that people understand where I'm coming from when I say that. It was, when, I, when I say that, it makes a lot of sense to me. I, I can't talk a whole lot about it right now, but uh, I think it's very possible. And so, yeah. I, 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 for me personally, hearing your story, I'm less inclined to feel like these were beings from a far off galaxy that zoomed here 
because they heard they heard they they knew you were going to change your name to Shira, and they're like, yeah, yeah. let's get Shira. Uh, you know, I I, I, yeah. I think this was something actually probably more sinister, to be honest with you. And I, I so that's how I feel. And I, I know you said that it was more of a a good positive experience that you felt like. Um, but do you feel do you feel like in a sense violated? I mean, I always when I just yeah okay like, like, yeah go ahead yeah I do um I didn't like I didn't feel in control of that situation at all like there's so like everything you're talking about right now it all makes mathematical sense like in that scientific reality with CERN and all that like I forgot the kid um one of the smartest kids in the world I think his name is like Logan something and he was explains the mandala effect and he like explains CERN and he explains how like something like happened that triggered us into a alternate reality or this and that and blah, blah, blah. So I do believe that too. I believe like we are, if I would say my belief is, is we are the universe, like experiencing itself through every different possible perception you could ever imagine. And every different life you could ever imagine, like all of us are experiencing different ways of being because it's like the universe or whatever is gathering data on our experiences or something. So when you say it could be sinister, like for before you have to understand, I didn't believe it was very spiritual until probably about like two years ago before when I was in that two years of solitude, like that shit was crazy. You know, like it was, it wasn't me thinking like it was very spiritual in that way of like, you know, obviously I'm in light, more enlightened now, as people would say, or like I've completely changed in a very spiritual way because something very unknown happened to me. But yeah, you can dabble it back into the parallel parallel universe theories and all of that stuff and kind of really make it make sense in that way. Because I do believe that the government does work with extraterrestrials. I believe they are among us. I can't tell you how many people that like I've worked on personally where I feel their body and I know they're not human. Like I know really? they're not entirely human. Um, the way I could see it is, um, I don't know if you've heard of like reptilians or stuff oh, like yeah, that. Absolutely. I've met people where you can clearly tell that they are because they have like a, they have like a slit in their eye, but it's not noticeable. Really? It's only noticeable in a certain kind of light. And when I work on these people, it's like they're empty. Like it's like not, I don't know how to explain it. It's not human. Like their stomachs aren't grumbling. Like they're, you know, because a lot of the work I do is based in trauma and trauma relief. And a lot of release I could tell is through like size of release or twitching or like gurgling and stuff like that. But every time I feel them, they're just empty. So I do believe they live among us. And I do believe that they, they live parallelly. Like we can't see them at all. Like they can see us, they can access us. They can do whatever they want with us. They can make freaking half human, human children and be starting another planet or who knows what. And for all I know, that's what they are doing. I think when I think of it like in a spiritual sense and why I say it, I live in a spiritual reality is because ever since that experience, I have become a very spiritual person. Before that, I was not spiritual at all. 
I was very like um, ingrained in mainstream media, listening to freaking pop music all the damn time, you know, stuff that's consistently like making my consciousness not evolve. Like I'm just staying stuck and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I agree that that could be the case. Like it could be sinister. It could, it could have been harvesting organs, whatever they were doing. Um, I think, I believe I still have my organs. I haven't checked. (laughs) Let's hope that I still have them, but, but I believe I do. Um, but, um, from what I know is, it could be the grays are working with the government and they're taking the children and who the frick knows what they're doing with the kids these days, you know? Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. It's over four, over 400,000 children go missing in our country a year, over yeah. 400,000, just our country. Uh, that doesn't seem very natural. Uh, no. so, uh, we won't go down that road cause I don't want to get the show taken off YouTube or anything else yeah. like that. But, no, I know, I know. Uh, but, um, no, I, I totally hear what you're saying, and i i want to I want to float this out there. Uh, I I'm not even saying I believe this. Okay, mm-hmm. I I, I want to stress this to you and the audience. I am not saying what I'm about to say that I believe this about Shira, but mm-hmm. I am going to say this. Okay, uh, there are people in this world who have certain blood types, and. Mm-hmm. If you're talking to me about the reptilians and you probably heard about the blood type stuff and reptilians looking for certain blood types, uh, there are people who there's this idea that goes around that. Let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of the Nephilim? No. Okay. So uh, you're talking to somebody who firmly believes that these things at least were real, if not real today. And I do believe they're real today. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. The Nephilim stem back to biblical times, uh, and the first uh, understanding of the Nephilim comes from, uh, well, general understandings in the sense of people coming to understand that there's a word, Nephilim. Uh, It was in the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 6, verse 4, and it's talking about how the fallen angels fell from heaven, they had sex with women on earth, and their offspring were Nephilim, hybrid beings. And these beings grew to be giants. Uh, if you heard of David and Goliath, Goliath was a Nephilim. He is probably the only, in your mainstream Christianity, he is like the only giant that Christians want to acknowledge is in the Bible. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of giants in the Bible if you read through it. And then when you talk about an older book called the Book of Enoch, it talks about the Nephilim in much more detail. And and the first book of Enoch. So every time I say the book of Enoch, people are like, well, which one? I'm like, listen, you're not going to outsmart me on this. It's the first book. Okay, let's stop asking elementary <laughs> questions, guys. Okay, you know what book I'm talking about. Um, so the uh, the fir- the first book of Enoch talks more in detail about the Nephilim and what happened. And uh, one of the this 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 whole thing is there was this effort to disrupt the human DNA lineage. Uh, and and people in, in Christianity will say that they believe, at least the ones that believe that this is even real, because most Christians don't believe the Bible, uh, which is <laughs> crazy. Um, so the what they believe though is that uh, the the this uh, this effort was to disrupt the DNA human line for the coming Messiah of Jesus, and mm. and so 
what we do know though is that in in the Bible it says that this happened before the flood of Noah, but then we have the the flood of Noah where everything was supposed to be killed, right? Uh, but then. After the flood of Noah, it talks about how there's Nephilim in certain areas of the land. And it's like, so how did they survive? And so a lot of people have different theories and thoughts on it. But then there's this idea that uh, maybe they went interdimensional because of their fathers are fallen angels, spiritual beings. Can they do spiritual things like that? And Mm -hmm. so I, I bring it all the way back to you because I've been talking to some people who have been told that they have Nephilim DNA in them. And it just makes me wonder, could you have Nephilim DNA? Uh, and that's why they were trying to get your eggs. Long, <laughs> I brought, see how I brought that all full circle there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying so, I believe it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Hey, that could be very <laughs> true though. Like anything could be true. Um, I, To be honest, I do not know my blood type. So I haven't looked into that, but, um, it's funny that you say the book of Enoch because the shaman also mentioned that to me when he was talking with me and I haven't read the book of Enoch or anything, um, in that way. And I've heard about it though. And it all makes sense And this. There's this one guy I really, really like look up to his name is Graham Hancock. I don't know if you know who that is, Yeah, but he's like a renowned archaeologist, you know, considered to be crazy until all of this stuff he, um, you know, was saying was actually true. And uh, he talks about the flood of Noah or whatever. And he says that there's actual like evidence in the earth that that happened. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Like, like it's like the, with the waves or something, but they have the evidence of that happening. So I mean, all of that, like ancient history all comes into play. I mean, we all know Christopher Columbus and freaking found America. Like, what's what? The deal? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, he believes that we in America are sitting on very, very rich, like, like information and you know they don't allow people to really dig in america and find what's underneath and i think there's a really big reason for that and he does too and um and where was i going with this um just yeah in general i listen to a lot of what he has to say because he's very intelligent and I met him in person, actually, in Sedona. Oh, cool. And I got to see his whole concept and the way he thinks. And he believes all of our souls, like, ascend to the uh, belt of Orion, like, the constellation of Orion. And, like, goes through these tests and then comes back to Earth. And just from all the information he's gathered, like, of course, I'm going to listen to him. You know, <laughs> he's, sure. he's a smart man. Like, you know, so... um so yeah, just essentially like what you're saying, I've, I can understand because it makes sense from what I've heard in my life. And I mean, obviously I don't know that much about it, but I really want to look into this and, and see, maybe I am one of those little Nephilim, whatever the hell is it. I mean, <laughs> like, and here, so here's the thing, like, it all depends like on, on where you come from in your like theological pers- perspectives. 
like one would say you better hope you're not <laughs> like, yeah right like, uh it, it's like whoa yeah that's crazy but i it, it's just something that i, I figure i th- float out there now what does shaman say about enoch do you remember just like the giants he was talking to me about the giants like he didn't really get very much into detail like he he believes that that is the like you know how everybody believes about bible is truth yeah he believes like the enoch the book of enoch is the absolute truth to all of life and that i should read it and you know but yada 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 we didn't get into it because i'm working on him and during work we have to be silent but just from what he was saying it all like it makes sense if that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, I have a book of Enoch on the shelf behind me, and uh, I I believe the book of Enoch. Uh, and uh-huh. when in the, some of the writers in the New Testament they they quoted the book of Enoch in their writings, so you know that yeah. the writers of the New Testament read the book of Enoch and they thought enough of it to put it in the Bible. Uh, so <laughs> I, I I'm a big proponent of of Enoch. Um, and I, I was talking to a uh, a scholar, um, I would say about three weeks ago, uh, I was texting with him and I asked him about the idea of the bloodline, the, the Nephilim DNA still being in, in humans. And I said, I asked him, I said, listen, um, do you think that this is a, a, a legit possibility? And he just came back right away. Absolutely. And I was mm-hmm. like, dang. Okay. And yeah. uh and and he and he uh, kind of expounded on that and stuff. But one of the things he said to me, and this is where people people might get lost. They're like, "Oh my gosh, what kind of scholar is he? He's probably a <laughs> conspiracy theorist." But he yeah. said he said, "Stay away from twenty three and Me and the ancestry uh, uh, DNA collecting because he's like, what they're they, they, yeah they're doing you know what they're saying they're doing stuff. But one of the things that they are doing, he said, is they're looking for the Nephilim DNA, and so." Oh. Uh, I, That's why I've hesitated to do it. Right? So my mom got me one of those and I was like, hell the fuck no. So <laughs> I like my my wife did it years ago and I was like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> like, what are you yeah. doing? And now when I told her what he said to me and stuff, she's like, oh crap. I'm like, well, nothing's really happened. So you're probably you're probably cleared. I imagine if you have Nephilim DNA, you might start having some more paranormal experiences in your life once you send that sample kit in, you know, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, yeah no that makes sense all of a sudden you know you're having m- multiple experiences and the abductions and all of a sudden you're finding yourselves in you know other parallel universes and stuff uh that would suck but uh uh, uh it depends on the experience i guess i mean maybe some people want to maybe maybe if you have nephilim dna there's like this is part of you that's just like yes and you just accept it and you just go see and you said it was pleasurable which means bang i just solved the case you got nephilim dna in you and that's why you liked it hey i don't know i don't know if i'm that special how tall are you um i'm five two oh never mind you're you know know i ain't nephilim like no no like (laughs) trying to take my dna to make a a nephilim or something like yeah you're definitely not you're not meeting the qualifications there uh (laughs) okay so let me ask you this uh did you have any idea or any thoughts on trying to do regressive therapy at all? Regressive therapy. Yes. You don't know what um, that is. No. Okay. It's basically, and, and the listeners, they're going to say he's got it wrong. Generally speaking, I, I'm not, I, I've never done it myself. 
Uh, but people who are abductive, uh, abducted, they look to find somebody who will do aggress- re- regressive therapy with them where they go underneath hypnosis and they, oh, they're asked. Oh, that's what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So like, I mean, a lot of people say it helps a lot. It works a lot. If you're the type of person that can be hypnotized. Uh, but then there's people out there that are like, they don't want to do it because they don't want to remember it. Now, mm-hmm. Maybe that's an option for you if you wanted to remember more. Maybe it was more than two minutes and you're just remembering the two minutes. Like it's in your in your mind's eye, you're remembering a time span. You're like, this is how long it was. Maybe it was much longer, you know, and and, and more complex and you're just not remembering it all. And that's where the regressive therapy would come in at. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I've definitely thought about doing that because for me, like I wouldn't be afraid of doing it now because of just the way that I think in general is so like, like I'm so open to anything. So, um, I would definitely consider doing it and just seeing like, if there is anything I'm missing and I, I'm a thousand percent sure there is, but just from what I remember is, is what I'm, I'm telling But if I can remember more, that'd be great. The more, the merrier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I mean, if you could remember more stuff, maybe you could like stop being a bum mom and actually support your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I don't got any kids, man. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, you have three apparently and you're not, you know, they're going to, yeah, right. so, somebody's going to be coming looking for child support. I'm telling you right now. So <laughs> literally, literally they're going to be like knocking on my door. Like you ready for another round? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Another question here I have is your middle name and uh, was it Lumera? Lu- Lumira. Lumira. What does that mean? I don't know. Really? Because that, that yeah. that's that's what that's why I wrote it down like that because the way you said it when you were talking like it was like you you almost like it came to you or something. You you yeah. You don't know what it means. You never looked it up or anything. No, like it it just came to me. Lumira. Wow, that's. Interesting. I once had I once had a a woman that um, is a yoga therapist. She's a witch. She told me um, that it could have something to do with Lumerians. I don't know if you know Uh what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 But um, I don't know. I I've looked broadly into that as well. Like I, I should probably look more into this stuff. Like I just feel like, like for some reason, it's almost like I don't really need to know about it. Like, if that makes sense, I don't know. But at the same time, I should be not more knowledgeable of what the hell freaking happened to me. It's just it's it's completely up to you. I mean, there there are people yeah. who go through experiences that are very horrifying and mm-hmm. they don't want to look into it. They just want to be left alone about it. And then there's other people who have experiences that just leave them so intrigued and curious that they dive in and it becomes their just what they who they are what they what what they're about is just trying to discover what happened to them and it takes them down all these different rabbit holes and they they just like kind of like you in the sense that they come out a few years later and they're a totally different person you know mm-hmm. and and so um you know I, I guess bailey died that day right and then and yeah Shira was born mm-hmm. yeah um, that's very true um and that's that that was a spiritual aspect of it for me like that is the spiritual way of me looking at it. And uh, just like in general, you know, I'm not like religious or anything, but I believe in the universe. I believe I get messages from the universe through numbers and synchronization and stuff like that. And 
Like, you know, like I listen to my intuition, you know, I don't listen to what the fucking news says or what anybody else has to say. I listen to myself and go about my journey. Like we were talking about earlier and, um, yeah, that's why it's spirit. I mean, in the sense, like it's like, it's spiritual because it's, it's so profound. If that makes sense. Like it, it, it was, it changed my life in that way where, you know, people, I'm like, oh, I saw God and now I'm this, like, you know what I'm saying? But it, for me, it was different. Like it wasn't, I saw God or claiming that I saw Jesus or something, but um, I'm, I believe that probably does happen for people too. And um, in that way, it's spiritual for me because my whole life became so different and I'm so different and I'm not an addict anymore. Like I've been sober for three years going, I'll be sober for three. I'm, I keep like adding everything up. Like I'll be sober for three years, January 23rd of next year. So I'm still on, I'm two years and something months, but ever since then, I don't, my body started turning on me. Everything started turning anything I would eat. It would cause me like major anxiety. It would be like, I would get panic attacks and be taken into the ambulance. But when I'm in the ambulance, I start freaking out because I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do to me in there? Like I start questioning the hospitals, like what are they going to give me drugs like this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and I just feel like that happened because obviously like I'm protecting myself spiritually in a way from outer medicines trying to dumb me down. Like my whole life, I was almost since the fifth grade, I was on Adderall for ADHD. And that took me completely away from who I was. And I was on Adderall in college. The weekends, I wouldn't take Adderall because I wouldn't even be able to eat. Like I wouldn't even be able to sleep. I tell, I'm telling you, I would take overdose on Adderall and take Advils, like so horrible for you. I would take like seven Advils and try to make myself go to sleep. And, and it would make me go to sleep. But it got to the point where like, it was literally an addiction just to get my work done for a school that stuff I'm not even interested in stuff. That's probably not even necessarily entirely true that I'm learning because while I was there, I'm learning like sociology and recreation and stuff like that. And just learning all this shit that I should have learned in school. And it's just, are you saying that the public school system is broken? Oh my God. Did I say that? Whoops. I'm sorry. Uh, this is this <laughs> yeah. very new to me. So. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like it's, it's horrible. It's really horrible. And basically when people talk about like mental illness, it triggers me because I, as a person have been demonized my entire life for having ADHD, you know, and been taken out of context. I'm telling you, I was in in in-school suspension like every day of my life in high school. They're always like, Bailey Heath, come to the ISS center over the fucking microphone. Like we're in the 1970s still. And where I'm from is a very corporal punishment town. Okay. When I was younger, I'm only 25. Okay. When I was younger, I was going to a charter school where we were having to dress like fucking trees, wearing dicky shorts collared shirts and fucking saddle shoes. And if you did or said one thing, your ass was getting your nose on the wall the whole recess time. Who was getting their nose on the wall? Me, you know, like every single day of my life, just consistently seeing other people like have fun. And I'm like, 
damn, I can't be myself. I can't be myself. So I've rebelled against the system my whole life because of my experiences. And man, it's, it, it gets triggering for me when people are like, you're schizophrenic, like, bitch, no, I'm not schizophrenic. I'm a regular functioning human being, not to say that they're not functioning human beings, but I believe that people who are schizophrenic are seeing exactly what they're supposed to like. That's not, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it's not like, it's not real. It's real for them. And now that I've had this experience that I've had, it was real for me. Like, regardless of if anybody believes me or not. Well, I, so. I would say, I, listen, I believe your experience was very real and your, yeah. your experience is one of many that we personally had on the show. Uh, and I, like, I'm literally next week dropping episode 400. There are 400 people yeah. that have been on the show that like sharing their unique experiences. Like th this, this stuff is, is very real. And even with the schizophrenia and stuff, I had a lady and her show has her interview hasn't aired, but uh, she's actually in the medical field and she went into the medical field because of her experiences. And she said that she strongly believes people that are diagnosed as schizophrenia, not all of them, but there's a good handful of people who are not schizophrenic. They literally had an experience that science doesn't want to accept that is real. And so they just call them schizophrenic. They are not. And, uh, and she, and she talked about that stuff and it's just like, you know, that's why I, I try to keep such a humble mindset with me and, and what I think about and stuff and what, how I view stuff because I could be wrong. But in that same mindset, I look at other people too, like the science of the world. And I'm like, you could be wrong, you know, like, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. because I, I, the science of a hundred years ago is wrong compared to today. And so mm -hmm. certainly you could be wrong, you know? Yeah. So, uh, that, that's just how I view stuff. Now, um, uh, your fiance, mm -hmm. what's he think about it? He believes me a thousand percent. Good. Um, I, I was telling, we have been engaged. Well, we got engaged in June earlier this year and we were only together for 11 months. So we've only really known each other for about like a year, almost, almost going on. Yeah. About a year and a half. Um, but, you know, if I'm going to be with a partner, I'm going to be honest, like, and be real about who I am and talk to them and, you know, tell them about myself and, you know, what's happened to me in my life. That's just the kind of person I am. And I'm very much intellectually inclined when it comes to relationships. And, um, you know, he was like, wow. Yeah. Like he, he was never not believing me. He completely believes me. Um, he's actually indigenous. Uh, he's Hopi and, you know, they have a lot of stuff in their um, yeah. tribal knowledge when it comes to this stuff and like the giants and skinwalkers and all that stuff. And he's very, a big believer in that stuff, but he had like a personal experience himself with a very paranormal thing happening to him when he was playing hide and seek. And uh, like he had a voice tell him, um, get out or something in between him and his friend. And it wasn't him or his friend. And ever since then, you know, that's opened his mind to any possibility too. So yeah, he's been very supportive of me and my experiences. And during this whole thing, like, I don't know if I would have really like gotten out of it and pulled myself out of that, like hole that I was in because of all the negative stuff I was experiencing without him and his support. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, and listen, he sounds like a, a, the perfect 
perfect person to be with because I mean, if he, if he comes from a culture that believes this stuff is real. And so it, yeah. it, it's just, that's perfect. That's actually really perfect. Now, let me ask you this question. You said January 23rd, 2018 yes. is when the last, when you became sober. Is that right? No, 2019. So I, this is a thing I was becoming. So I thought I could still like screw with myself even after that, that happened, but I almost killed myself on my 22nd birthday. And that is when I was like, okay, I need to stop. I stopped doing it. My best friend's birthday is January 22nd, went out to Vegas, drank again. Like, and even though I hadn't drank ever since my 22nd birthday, which was July 9th before that, but at that point, my body was like, you don't need to do this. Like, why are you doing this? So the 23rd of January, I was like, I'm done. I'm over it. My body was going through the panic attack experiences with getting high. I believe it's because now that weed has been legalized, the government is taking it in its hands and chemically freaking inducing it with shit that makes you anxious and shit. So I think that was happening to me and, um, and my body was turning on me. So I was still continuing with stuff a little bit, not as much as I was before, but for about a year after, and then that three for, for three years, January 23rd next year, I will be sober for three years. Do you remember the date that this experience happened to you? No, man, I don't. I know. I know. I do not know. Like I, I don't know why I never wrote it down. I don't know. Like, I feel like when I woke up, like I was asleep. I don't know. I have no idea why I didn't. I think the reason why is probably because at the time I didn't really believe that it happened to me. Yeah. To be honest, like, and I just went about my days and everything. And like, I had another crazy thing happen to me too, or later on in that year where I would, I don't know if you heard about this, but I don't think so. Um, I, I was working at my cousin's house, like babysitting my, my second cousin's child. And one day, um, I'm just sitting there learning astrology because, you know, I was taken and my, my mind's different and everything. And out of nowhere, I start hearing this crazy sound. Okay. Coming from outside. And it sounds like a giant freaking spaceship or something like it was insane. It was so loud. And I'm like, what the, you know, so I go outside with my phone, like ready to record thinking that there's other people out there or, you know, looking at the same thing I am and, um, nobody else is out there. So I call my ex who I was with at the time asking him, do you hear this? And he's like, no, you know, like, I have, he could hear it through my phone, but couldn't hear it through where he was, if that makes sense. And I was like, what is this? And then later on in that year, my brother came to me and said, have you heard about the trumpets like going around? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Well, that shit, I was like, you heard the trumpets? I've heard that shit before. Wow. Like it was so freaking weird. Yeah. That, yeah, it's it weird. Crazy. It's weird that you heard it and nobody else was outside either. I mean, because I've I've seen videos of the trumpets where they're they're recorded and people are outside. Like, what is that? They're all like going outside. Like, what in the world? Uh, so 
so he couldn't hear it where he was, but he could hear it through your phone. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. so at least somebody else was hearing it. And you're, so you're not walking away saying, was that in my head? You know, yeah, like, like what the fuck is going on with me? Yeah. Like yeah. at this point now I'm questioning everything. Like, am I even human? Should I just, you know, die or something? Yeah. Oh, you might be Nephilim, but you know, we'll, we'll cross that road one day. So. <laughs> right. Right. No, but uh, that that's interesting. And yeah, I, I, that's a phenomenon that's been around for uh, a while. It really heated up in like, I would say 2017, 2018, actually. Uh, yeah. it, like mm-hmm. there was a lot of reports of that. I haven't heard a whole lot of it now recently, but uh, I, I know people were trying to say that it was uh, th- that the, all the videos were faked and uh, that they all came from one audio source of like a uh, truck dragging a plow on, on cement or something like that. No, not true. Like I'll tell you that for a fact, that's not true. And it did happen to me later in 2018. That's interesting. So it was 2018. And um, it was shortly, it was kind of like shortly after, I guess my experience with the, the extraterrestrials or the interdimensional beings or whatever we want to call them these days. The things, you know, the things. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's interesting though. That really is interesting. And, um, you know, being in Arizona, I assume there's not a whole lot of plow trucks. So no, <laughs> you're pretty... no well, where I'm at in Arizona, it does snow. Really? Okay. I see that I'm in Flagstaff. So it does snow here, but it wasn't snowing that like it was not in the winter time. Like, yeah. So. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That really is interesting. I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody who's said they heard the, the, the trumpets in the sky. I mean, I've seen it on videos online and I probably reached out to people who posted the videos and they're just like, I'm not going to talk to this weirdo, you know? So, yeah. Right. <laughs> but here you are, Shira, talking to the weirdo. And so. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, Listen, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me a little bit here uh, about your experiences. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I really think that your experience is an experience that has a lot more depth than I can even describe uh, and and contemplate right now. Uh, I I'm I'm going I'm personally you're talking to me right now where I'm going I'm personally going through a transition mentally in my life where um my my brain's growing I feel like uh, all of a sudden everything that I used to say that I believe could be real or I think like the, the idea that I say to everybody, you know, reality is far stranger than we can imagine. I'm realizing that far when I say reality is far stranger than what we can imagine, I, I, it's like take that times 10. So it's like far, far, far stranger because it, it's just some of the things I'm coming across is just blowing my mind. And uh, some of the things that you said in here kind of cross over into some of this new territory I'm, I'm I'm kind of looking into. So I do appreciate you sharing. I appreciate you making the time to come on with me. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm just happy to, to share and, um, you know, connect with others that this has happened to, because I know I'm not the only one, you know? No. So there's so many other women that were in my comments saying similar things and yeah, just did this, taking myself away from the labels of being mentally ill and the schizophrenia and all of that kind of stuff. Like I know who I am and my personal truth and my journey in this life is different from everyone else's because I'm experiencing life in a different way. And um, whether folks want to believe it or they don't, and they want to bring science into it, whatever the hell they want to do, like I'm still going to know regardless that it did happen to me 
in that I do feel, you know, changed from this experience. And, you know, I'm going to look more into this stuff that you're talking about, like the book of Enoch and, you know, all of that kind of stuff that might come into play, like who knows? So, so yeah. If you're familiar with Alice in Wonderland, we're falling down the the hole. That's what you're about to do if you start looking into this stuff. Oh, Just saying, no. like here I come. I'm telling you, it, it, it's never ending. But uh, before we get out of here, why don't you shout out your uh, your social here? I mean, your TikTok and things like that. Anything people want to follow you and stuff? Yeah. Um, so it's just Shira Rejoice, S-H-E-E-R-A, Rejoice. Look up how to spell it. Um, and that's on my TikTok and my Instagram. You could find me at that name on both of those things. If you want to follow me, get in touch. Lots of folks have been DMing me and I've been responding to them. So um, yeah, if you want to connect with somebody that you've had a similar experience or if you feel inspired or anything, yeah. Uh, follow me on on any of those things well that's the show everybody I really hope you enjoyed it and if you did enjoy it please do your part and share the show without you guys sharing the show the show's nothing we've built the show together friends I'm not oblivious to that and please continue holding your end of the bargain and sharing the show with your friends if you enjoyed it which I'm pretty sure you enjoyed this show and also go ahead and check us out on YouTube I have not been uploading there recently because I've been so busy we're looking to sell the house we're actually selling the house and moving to Tennessee so a lot of things are up in the air I haven't had a chance to upload to YouTube but please go ahead and follow us on YouTube because that's where the documentary of the Dogman in Kentucky is going to be released. All right, friends, until next week, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free. But first, it'll piss you off. Bye. Awakened from the forest in the depths of the abyss, this creature is a paradigm of time lost and time itself. It fears no one. It adheres to no rule that man can create. It forges its own path, and yet its path remains hidden from the world. The sphere of its existence is beyond most comprehension as it exudes its power quietly, but transcendent. It needs no one's approval to exist, but yet its very existence is sought after by many. It watches. It learns adapts to the ever-changing environment around it, even as the environment is wrought with corruption. It battles the corruption only when pressed or for the protection of others like it. It is a mirage that few will ever understand. It's a cornucopia of knowledge from an era long past. It's free. It's Bigfoot. My fantasies always consisted of making it big. My soul was nothing more than a bargaining chip. Marketing is what they tell you to do and what you're willing to give. Larping to the fullest extent. I don't wait, I shoot first like hiding on a rodeo. And these people don't understand me like reading a Nokian. Stretch thin, like pulling an accordion. My heart ain't primordium. All these historians telling us lies. Setting aside, everything is medicalized. Politicians selling the ride. I better me die where the relevance lies. They're dressing alike. Reptilians. My resilience is brilliant. I'm here to lead the rebellion on Hellion. Salient, alien with no melanin. I'm a Yeti hiding from Armageddon. Come and find me. I ain't even hiding. We ain't the same. I play no games. You do not know.
entertain me. Ooh, 